Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. The NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. So get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets with the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. I think listeners of High and Mighty know what a parlay is. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code GABRIS. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code GABRIS at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And then there'll be a little disclaimer in the show notes so that you know, you know, we're talking gambling, so you got to get all the real rules out there. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, peeking on the microphone, the number one fuck boy from the South Shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me, Jackson Maine. Still in the rotation. Been a while since I did one of these intros. What else is there? Arthur Gabris, my nearly silent co-host. Give him a shout out. Arthur is not currently in here because... Tiffy works from home these days. Also joining me in the Iron Mighty Studios, recurring guest. You know him as the host of Bum Actually or from the Fantasy Novels episode of this podcast. It's writer, actor, host, comedian, podcast, Michael Trapp. Hello, it's me, the number two fuckboy. <laughs> Hello, good evening. <laughs> good evening. Uh, we're here to discuss some things, bringing the energy level right down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta have like me and Niles Crane do a podcast. You know, like. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gabriel, you couldn't possibly be doing this on, on air, could you? <laughs> it's it's very funny to hear this intro live uh, because when I listen to a lot of my podcasts, I listen at like one and a half speed, which makes that intro sound just a little bit more no more uh, coked up. And so I'm I'm when I think of this intro in my head, it's just a little bit faster uh, and a little bit more manic. And I was like, I was like, oh, Gabriel sounds a little tired today. I was like, no, no, I usually just listen to it like an insane person. <laughs> Wait, how can you manage that at one and a half speed? I I I I up my audio books depending on the reader to one point one or one point two if they're a particularly slow reader. <laughs> but after that, it's just too fast, especially in like a a duologue situation. A dialogue I, yeah. is, I guess, what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> What's that word? Yeah, I, uh, I I I think I like. I think it's like any other thing where like you develop a tolerance for it because it started with like I had some really some podcasts that I really love, but like the 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 host will just be speaking at a speed that is unbearable to me. Yeah. Just this like very like, and then and it's like, you have to, you have to pick up the pace here. And like, it's what, it, especially yeah, when like, it's I've been not writing like, for the internet for 15 years. This is too slow. I, can't, tr- I don't <laughs> truly, <laughs> yeah. my, like, I guess the short version is my brain is broken. Like I, it's like, I, I need the input to come just a little bit faster. Well, joining the rest of American society and having a broken brain yeah. due to attention span <laughs> issues and due to our titular topic, fucking the reason you got to listen so fast is because you don't have time to just sit around and listen at the regular pace because if you don't work, you die because you don't have health insurance and you are frowned upon by society. So work is mandatory, it feels like. <laughs> and absolutely. I mean, you're kind of joking, but I, th- I do think there's probably like an element of that in there where like I would almost any, there's nothing like that starts off as being fun that I can't turn into work, you know, where it's like, where it like, it's like, it's like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm enjoying these podcasts. I'm like, oh, I'll add a couple more on here, a couple more on here. And then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, I got a big backlog of podcasts. Like now it's a thing. I got to scratch up. I got to, I got to finish these podcasts. Like, I'll just crank up the speed a little bit. Now it's a, now it's a thing I'm accomplishing instead of a thing I'm enjoying. Again, now I'm banging out quicker brain. and quicker workouts and it's like, yeah. but you're listening to a podcast. You're like, I know, but it's Tabata style. So it's happening fast. Uh, dude. So so relatable uh, on the other end of that i keep monetizing my hobbies or like mm-hmm. w- workifying my hobbies because that's like a, something you can kind of do in modern times with a little bit of fame you yeah. can kind of be like well here's what i like i wonder if people will pay me 500 dollars a month to do that and it's like <laughs> turns out they Sometimes, will yeah they just 500 a month not enough to live in la you just need to get a thousand different of those jobs and you could live forever and like that's <laughs> where i am i'm like oh i love weed now i'm like i gotta post a picture of me smoking this specific brand joint and tag them or else you know it's so yeah that that kind of like we're just cobbling together of of like gigs was something I, I had not a lot of experience in but something I, I had to to kind of start doing uh in 2020 after I, I you know I was I was at college humor for a long time uh and then they laid off just about everyone. And then two months later, there was a worldwide pandemic, and and it's it did become this thing of like, oh, like I I'm a I'm a very risk averse person who is in a, a field that a risk risk averse people should not go into, namely <laughs> no, no. entertainment. Uh, and uh, and it was sort of like for the first time I had to be like, oh, I gotta I gotta cobble together these jobs. And and the, like health insurance thing is such like a fucking just kick in the face, perfect little microcosm of like. It, like you just sort of you see on its face just how much it is like oh if you don't 
like literally for me, like, cause I was, I was like, it's like, can I cobble enough jobs to get onto the SAG health plan? Can I, can I do this? And it, and it truly is. It's like, it, like in print, it's like, Hey, just so you know, if you don't make enough money, you deserve to die. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you need to make enough money or you cannot get on this plan. And it's like, Oh, that sucks. That's a, that's a shitty, <laughs> shitty me, thing me learning do. that me like, yeah understanding the connection to employment-based life insurance, uh, employment-based health insurance forced me to really come to terms with like, okay, I, that buzzword, but I might be a socialist because <laughs> this is fucking insane that this is how it's going down for, this is what we're like, you have to work in order to live. Not just yeah. like you have to work if you want to buy a house someday. You have to work and you have to, f and if one job is not always enough, like jobs don't even, not even every job gives health insurance, which is yeah. another level of craziness. <laughs> I am on TV. I do okay. And I do not have health insurance unless I make like 35 grand a year from SAG. And not every job is covered by SAG. Yeah. Uh, ho hosting travel shows, podcasts, not SAG. So <laughs> I am worried that in 2023 i will not have health insurance and it's something yeah. that's on my mind it's march it, we're recording it's always this march. on your mind it's just yeah. like they're hanging out in the back being like it's like, oh, i gotta crunch these numbers i gotta figure this stuff out it's like am i gonna get that gig by the right month because it's you know it's like it's a total like weird death race thing <laughs> like it's like hey if you don't get your numbers in by this month like you're just you're just gonna get booted hope nothing big's going on in your life you know? and forget like that and then add the layer of like uh your wife is like look my parents are renting this house in uh nantucket this summer and you're like oh yeah that'd be so fun or um oh yeah i'm gonna take a month off and write a book or oh okay I'm and then it's like a sag opportunity comes and you you're like i have to throw away good life experience because i don't want to die next year when i yeah. inevitably have covid 40 <laughs> yeah it's yeah. Re it's really it's really upsetting and then you start to realize how weaponized it is by employers yeah they know it's so annoying to get on new health insurance and arguably, you know, not uh, impossible. They know that. So they go like, we don't have, look, we give you insurance here. You're not going anywhere. You fucking idiot. Yeah. You're like, you're, you're like, your, your wife is pregnant. You, you have fucking uh, high blood pressure. You can't leave this job. We'll let you die. We'll yeah. just straight up let you die. <laughs> Society will let you fucking die if you leave this job. And we know that. And we know you're getting paid below the competitive rates. But what? What? What are you going to do? You're going to choose death? You can find another <laughs> job? Yeah, right, dude. And that's if health insurance was universal, if everyone had universal, if it was universal health care, the employers would lose so much leverage. Yeah. And that is the reason why it won't happen. And like, because the employer class is who's in charge, not the employee class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all. I don't know how and else the, to explain the, it. Yeah. The, the, the other thing, the other like side of it too is the like, um, it, you, like, so like I had so like right after the layoffs, I was like, okay, I guess I'll get on like you know I'll just go hop on a you know publicly available plan just to like you know keep the insurance like continuous, and it's just like God this. This plan covers nothing and it costs so much. And like after a little time, I was able to like cobble together those those dollars and get on that get on that other health health plan. And it's like and just like seeing the disparity too between like the the like 
<laughs> it like it's just a, it's, it's a, a another way that it is that sort of like if you're not making enough money you deserve to die because the flip of that is like oh and if you made enough money like not only will this be better it'll be cheaper it's like why is why is like i'm glad to have that but crazy that like the disparity between like how how much um, the amount of care you get for like just being able to like make it over that finish line is just bonkers and forget as you go up the ladder they're like okay now you make six figures you can have your eyes and teeth taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> that's not part of hey, that. No, 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 no. That's not the head is not fully part of the body. Okay. So your health insurance doesn't cover your teeth or your eyes. It's like, what the fuck, man? We have to get like, it's like next up. It's like, yeah, uh, the, the board of health came together and they said that ears aren't technically part of universal health care. Like, you know, it's like, wait, what? It's like any ear stuff. That's a whole nother layer of, and like it, it's, it's so fucked. And in this pandemic, we talked a little bit when we when uh, I did the I'm um, actually uh, wrestling uh, episode, which you guys yeah. can check out on the uh, app drop uh, dropout. <laughs> I'm like I'm like I was about to say Dropbox. You guys can check that out on Dropbox. <laughs> it's like that can't be true. <laughs> yeah, we should I mean, partner with them. You can drop drop raw video into the Dropbox, and you can you can edit it. You can do whatever you want with it. There, <laughs> we'll send you our post producer's email, and they'll let you just look at raw footage from um. Actually, there's probably some so many freaks that would like that. Forget that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but we talked a little bit about it. Like the pandemic blew it all kind of open in a way where it was like. Uh, people were losing their job. People were having to change their lifestyle completely. And then people around them are dying. And you're like, fuck, work. Real? What is work? Work. The second pandemic hits a fan you and you find out your job doesn't give a fuck about you you know yeah. what i mean like i mean you found it out right before the pandemic but <laughs> a very, very convenient time <laughs> oh equally inconvenient yes yes but i think during the pandemic a lot of people realized it's like oh my god i was like ready to die for insert corporation here like i was like dedicating my weeks and then i was doing extra and i was getting drinks with my co-work i was doing mm -hmm. like everything i dedicated you know easily 200 hours a month to this company to this corporation and then shit hits a fan they're like look you can't work from home where everyone's getting late like no we can't pay for your internet and it all of a sudden it all flips and you're like oh my god this was like a one-sided relation and like <laughs> of course it was but now we finally figured that out i think well, now we've yeah, all well, got the chance to sit I think it's the difference between you know n knowing it and feeling it and it's also like you know, if you're, I think there are a lot of people who, who like do, do enjoy the satisfaction of a job well done. Like, it's like, like you have a job. It's like, Hey, like, it's like, Hey, this is the job I'm going to give you Gabrus. And it's like, Oh, this is what you want me to do. And it's like, cool. I'm going to do it the best I can. And I'm going to see how cool it is when I like, it's like, if I like hit my peak potential, you know, like that kind of thing. And so there's like uh, a, a drive to do as, as good as you can. And so I don't think, I think like there were a lot of people who were doing that and weren't necessarily being like, I love this company. This company's the great, the greatest, right. you know, worship, but just that sort of thing of like, yeah, I'm doing the best I can. I like that. I value that. Yeah. And, and my coworkers like, or my colleagues or my, uh, people, my underlings and my direct reports, they all need me and I'm like important to them and I'm, and I don't want to let them down. Yeah. And again, the social contracts that, that, but like, but then you see the, that it's just the like employer needs the employer wants all that. Yeah. The employer, <laughs> we're all working on behalf of the boss, the man, if you will. 
I know, I know. I'm just self-employed and finally making money, so I'm allowed to go off like this. But I am so fucking ruined. I, like, I'm so angered by all of that. Because when you start to just see the fucking scaffolding and you're like, the social contract, the, the satisfaction of a job well done is like, propaganda from like the government and it's like i understand but that's what i'm talking about like that's like when you put your kids crib together not when you like bang out the excel spreadsheet before friday end of day like that like that that, that's where because that's the other thing too is like you sacrifice blood sweat and tears and you make your you know you make a hundred grand a year 70 grand a year 40 grand a year whatever it is you're dying for you make that money but if you're making 40 grand the company is making a hundred grand off of what you're doing like that's the that's the fucked up part like that's yeah. the part that i can't get around is like when you start to think about that like i've worked in a lot of direct payment jobs like tip based jobs mm-hmm. coaching improv where you decide ahead of time how much it's going <laughs> to cost and then also uh podcasting and patreon and shit is like all direct and eliminating someone who's got like a fake like job where they're like okay so what i do is get all the money from the customers and then tell you guys what to do you do it and then i give you a fraction of the money i receive from the customers which is just basically (laughs) how a corporation works but you're like once you start to sniff that out and you shrink it down to like if you worked at a t-shirt store and you're like i sold a thousand t-shirts today and they're like great you made eight bucks. It's like, right. what the fuck? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sweaty and worked up about this right now. Yeah, no, I I, I, I totally get that because I, like, I've basically been, um, I was brought up, like, hard with that sort of, like, it's like, you, you got to be working all the time. You got to get, you know, get that job. Like, like when I was, like, I, my first job was when I was, like, like 11 or 12 like i had like a paper route i was yeah i was babysitting kids at 11 other people's kids were they were leaving me with them alone at 11 yeah that's (laughs) i mean it's more of a sign of the 90s than anything else (laughs) (laughs) but i've basically like had a job like in some form since like since i was like 11 like doing that weird thing and then like having part-time jobs after high school and then work study jobs in college and just sort of like it's just been kind of like this like oh yeah yeah like you just sort of do this and like this period uh, right after these layoffs happened going into the pandemic was the first, the, the longest period of time I've been without a job uh, since, you know, since I was a kid, basically. And it <laughs> really, like, kind of forced me to kind of, like, look at a lot of these things and being like, oh, how how am I, like, my, how am I using my time? What is my relationship to work? And how, what are these things, like, looking at, you know, folks like like you Gabers and other friends I have who are like who were do, like doing that cut out the middleman thing and it's just like oh people can just sort of do things and, and yeah I well you ha- you yeah. start to realize you're like how much do I really need yeah. like because because all of a sudden shit gets scarce at an out of nowhere due to pandemic and you get laid off or work dries up and like I'm not going to be touring or shooting anything and for you know and you're like fuck and then you're like also unable to do a lot of stuff yeah and for me doing things is i guess my uh financial suck like (laughs) i like events and travel and restaurants and bar and it's like eliminating that all of a sudden i'm like how much money do i need to have coming in if i adapt my lifestyle accordingly (laughs) and it's like if i stop spending like crazy i i can earn less and survive it's like ooh earning less could mean working less and working less. Like I'm at the point where I, I, a couple of years ago, maybe five years ago, 
I had this epiphany and and so you pitched workaholism and I had never actually heard it with the M on the end. You only hear it as like workaholic, which is yeah. Funny. It makes I didn't know it was like it's like this just seems weird to say because it makes it sound a little cl- too close to alcoholism. You yes, know, or it's yeah, like yeah. like workaholic. You hear that and you're like, oh, that's just the thing. Like workaholism is like, what is this? What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, but I think that is the noun. That's like the form of it, right? Right. That's how it comes. Right. That's how isms work. Yeah. <laughs> but I. I got caught in that trap too, and our industry uh, requires that in a way because it's like that hustle shit. Yeah, and then you find like there's a law of diminishing returns at a certain point that no mm-hmm. one ever tells you, and like I would say like five or six years ago, I came to the conclusion. I uh, I started to come to the conclusion that well, if I try ten percent, if I try twenty percent less hard. But I only lose like, and again, we're math nerds, we're heady people, so I'm going to throw this shit out there. If you lose 20% of effort, of hustle, but you only lose 5% of like financial gain at the end, to me, that's a net positive. If you're yeah. trying less hard, <laughs> but it's not equ- like, and it took well, my- I think I think what that speaks to is, is like a revaluation of time. And it's that thing. That's of like, what it is. That's- yeah. Oh fuck, trap! Keep going. I'm sorry, I jumped. Oh in. yeah, no, it's say, it's yeah. yeah, it's just that that thing of uh, where where like for me at least, like for a lot, of, it was it was like oh like I yeah like I I want to I'm trying to achieve in this career. I'm trying to do these things. So it's like I'm willing to sacrifice that time to to hit the next step, get whatever accolades, you know, do whatever, make make whatever moves I have to make to feel like I'm moving forward. And it's like oh time, like that's just okay, whatever. Yeah, time. I'll figure it out. And then at a certain point, you kind of go like, no, I like having this time, like, like getting a taste of that time. It's like, oh, I can just take a walk in the middle of the day when it's nice out and see the sun. That's interesting. That's a nice change of pace. Oh, and the alternative is never doing that again, never (laughs) seeing the sun in the winter. Like, why did I tolerate that? And it's like that kind of stuff. Well, then you also go for that walk. You go for that walk and the, the brain, the way your brain feels after is like, Oh fuck! I'm supposed to do this, yeah. not stare at the monitor. Like, like, yeah. and it's like you forget. You're like, well, who has time? Like, who has time to exercise? Who has time to get outside? Who has time to see their family? We got jobs to do. We got money to make. And it's like you start to realize, like, what was I eschewing in lieu of just making more work? Like, what was I getting at? And and the reevaluation of time, I think, is what hit me because I I started to learn that I I was I. An example, and I've said this on my pod too many times, but an example I was using was I wanted to get scuba certified so bad in like my late 20s, early 30s, because I love the ocean so much and it scares me. And I'm like, oh, I'll push it and do that. But I kept saying, well, as soon as I get my career on track, I, I'll get <laughs> scuba certified. Like as soon as shit is cruising, then yeah. I'll have the time and I'll have the pressure relief to get. And then five years went by and I didn't get scuba certified. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I don't know when my career is going to take off. And arguably, I don't know when I will have considered myself okay enough to choose recreation. And that's yeah. that's broken brain. That's workaholism, broken brainism, where you're like, 
I'm undeserving of this. And then yeah, you it's go. Like sh- it's shameful if you're doing something that isn't working. Yes. It's like, well, what, why are you doing this right now? You could be working right now. Right. It's like you're out there getting scuba certified, uh, acting like a spaceman on the bottom of the ocean, seeing the world from a perspective not many people get to see it from. Dude, <laughs> you could be doing Harold Knight. It's like, oh, right. Yeah. But it. And so for me, that was the revaluation of like, oh, shit, I'm like waiting until my work is set up to like live this cool retired life I want. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what if I revaluate everything? I Like if if you re if you change every, and like also then you read like the younger people have like a better head about this. You hear about these people who are like at 17, I realized I wanted to retire by I was time I was 35. Yeah. And it was like, I just lived fruit frugally as fuck and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, okay, that doesn't make sense for me. But now at 40, <laughs> at 40, I see it. At 40, I see like, well, if I never buy an expensive house, uh-huh. I don't have to work a crazy job to pay for my expensive house. I don't like the ability to yeah. say no is I, now- I also I, I also think with that though there there's an element of um of the the carrot got pulled a little too far away uh from the mule you know what I mean because it was yes. like because for a while it's like okay like stick on this treadmill it's like you you'll get that reward like you'll get that that you know like it's the like, hedonic yeah, tread, the- treadmill to call yeah, yeah, back sure. our previous conversation our previous conversation which I don't think was on the air but we, <laughs> right, right. we were talking about it anyway um, we definitely have email chain up explaining the hedonic treadmill yeah. to me. thank you. <laughs> But like, I think, you know, I think there are, there's probably a lot of people who are like, it's like, well, you know, you, you, the people our age who are sort of like promised that kind of like, yeah, you work hard, you get a job, you get a, you get a house, you get the, you know, you get all the things. And like the number of people I know my age, where it's like, I, I'll, I'll never be able to buy a house. And then you kind of go like, like that, that care got moved too far away where it's like, well, that's not actually a reward I can reach. So why what am, am I, yeah, what running? am I looking for? What yeah. am I pulling so hard on this thing? It's like, oh, okay. Well, if I'm never going to get it, then. I don't need to try so hard to get it because it's not it's not going to happen. It's funny. You, it's funny you said that. Like that's a, I didn't even think about that. The only friends of mine who, who are my age who have houses are literally household names. <laughs> like people know. Like, <laughs> like my friends that can afford houses are you know have a credit a live credit sequence like weekly of a TV show or something. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of. Uh, I mean, I guess Chapo guys or whatever buying houses and shit. Athletic Greens, this is me doing some ads from Hawaii. The reason I mention I'm on Hawaiian vacation is because I have started every day of this vacation with Athletic Greens, uh, a little blended green powder and some water. And I'll tell you what, I it's really made it a simple way to get nutrition early in the morning because uh, vitamins on an empty stomach make me nauseous. Um, it's a very, very easy habit to kick off of uh, making sure you just drink a glass of green athletic greens every morning. It's a good way to get some water in in the morning. It's a good way to get a, probiotics, adaptogens, vitamins, minerals, whole food, like all that stuff. And I'll tell you what, it's just a simple, basic step. And if the first thing you do every day is drink down a big glass of greens, it's going to set your day in the right path of health. You're going to be making better choices. I have brought it with, I've been out of my home for like 20 something days and I've hit it every single morning and it's keeping me remotely balanced. Less than three bucks a day, cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. One gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals. It's keto, paleo, vegan, dairy, gluten-free, all that. And it's worth it. I highly recommend you get yourself on some athletic greens. As a matter of fact, 
Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com mighty. Again, that is athleticgreens.com mighty to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Oh, man, I... I have been uh, partying a little too hard. I've been out to dinner a little too much, and I need to get my stuff in order. And I don't want to, I don't like meal planning or prepping. So now I have Factor. And Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24 7 with fresh, never frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. They deliver chef crafted meals to my doorstep, eliminate the hassle of grocery shopping, meal prep, all that. Each factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes. They tackle the tough stuff so I don't have to. And they got all kinds of options. Vegan, veggie, keto, low-calorie, cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you fueled and focused all day long. If you want to get on that factor, head to go.factor75.com slash mighty120 and use code mighty120 to get $120 off. That's code mighty120 at go.factor75.com slash mighty120 for $120 off. The discovering what you really want in like, I've had like extended conversations about this where someone's like, oh man, if I, if I broke big, I would just eventually get, to, I'd move down to like a lake in Georgia and, and you know, and just to make YouTube videos about nature from there. It's like, bro, do that now. Yeah, like, nothing's fuck. stopping you. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and once the world stops, you're like, oh fuck, well this is possible. And, um, my dad died young and like, you know, and he was a workaholic because he's like you're saying that our our parents' generation is like they were the last generation that got <laughs> the positive rewards of uh, like bootstraps and all. They were the last generation to be able to be like, <laughs> I tried hard and I succeeded. Now it's like I tried hard, was insanely lucky, and my parents really set me up for success. It's like the only way you can fucking do it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, yeah. There's that. There is that. Like, um, there, there's an this is a little bit of a tangent off of that, but, but just think about it. Cause like, because I was brought up so much with that, like, like if you work hard, you will be rewarded. Like that, like just as a plain fact, like that will happen. And it's never, never at no point was it ever addressed when I was growing up. The, the sort of like insidious inverse of that, which is like, so are you saying that people who are not well off did something to deserve it? <laughs> you know, like that's sort of like weird Calvinist shit where it's like, okay, if you're saying, you will you will be rewarded for a fact if you work hard. That necessarily implies like a yeah. Pretty, if P then Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like oh, like that. You know, you, it doesn't take long to go like. Well, that clearly doesn't always apply. And then, uh, uh, yeah, but that shit that shit yeah. is in that is in the DNA of that phrasing though. In that DNA, mm -hmm. that phrasing is like. And if you see someone who's having a rough go, it's their fault. 
Yeah. And that, and like my parents, God bless them, great people, but that is like an added, uh, he's probably on drugs. And it's like, yeah. now we know way more about mental health. And I'm here screaming about how fucked up the system is, <laughs> chewing people up and spitting them out. Like, talk, jump, jump it back to the health insurance shit. It's like, you had to go get that plan. You had to go do all this work. Like, all, and you, we are smart, computer savvy people. And it's, and English is our first language. And, it's fucking difficult as hell to do any of it. And I have credit cards. I have <laughs> saved passwords. I have like, I have it all. I have all the things you need. And there are people who have way less than me having to do the same thing. And I'm like, I feel for them. And so I have zero dependents. Like there are yeah. people with five dependents who got to fucking hash out their health insurance. Like that's horrifying. The, the, it, nothing makes me feel like a bigger idiot. And, and it's then like sorting through all that stuff. And it's also what I find endlessly frustrating about it is uh, it's not just the imbalance of knowledge because that that exists like although that Everywhere. that I'm always like you know dealing with mechanics or doctors any of that shit I'm just like I don't know you know everything I'm yeah. purely at your mercy like that sucks across the board that's run fine. my credit card and let me drive my car out of yeah. here please I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll like my dad will roll over in his grave seeing how much you rip me off for a tire change or whatever. yeah you change my oil it's like i fine i know i know my dad never had anyone else changes oil but i just can't be fucked so you, you oh yeah give me I whatever money dude. and that's fine uh, <laughs> i pulled into uh i pulled into a gas station to add air in my tires and the guy's like oh the air is free i'm like i'll give you 10 bucks if you do it for my car please and he was like <laughs> okay and he did it and in my head i was like my dad is literally in wherever he is in the afterlife going like ugh, i fucking can't believe <laughs> you're doing this <laughs> like, <laughs> um yeah totally. sorry but, yeah, not the, even the other, just but the it's other, not even just the knowledge gap but yeah but it's it's also the the gap between uh how much each of you is allowed to fuck up because you as the as the person like trying to sign up for this care and get stuff sorted out there is no leeway for you to fuck up you make the smallest mistake and it's like we got you now and like on the the other side it's like they can screw up as much as they want and it's like you have nothing you can't do anything about it like i had the, this extended back and forth i had to deal with at the start of this year where i was like oh they they don't have one of my jobs recorded so in their records I haven't hit the minimum to qualify for insurance, but I have. So now I have to like hop on a phone with people and be like, why don't you have this recorded? You please do this. And there's a ticking clock there too. Cause it's like, you got to sign up for this stuff before like, yeah. I think it's like, like oh, you're saying sorry. You, you were supposed to get it in by end of month. And now yeah. you're not, you gotta go, you gotta get a thousand dollar Cobra for like three weeks or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Is that it, it, like, so yeah, you do. And like, and the whole time it was just like, in the it's like, Oh yeah, that's getting like the run around a million times. And by the time it all resolved, they they added the thing to it and then sent me this very like like nasty not nasty i was reading into it a little bit but i'll fuck it i'll say it, it was a nasty email that was like um sir that is in your record and it's like it is now now that i've bothered you for 3 <laughs> weeks to add it like, <laughs> it's you're 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 touching on something else here trap is that it's such a one way street like like again Work. We're supposed to be talking about workaholism, but like, 
we have to do our own taxes. And then they go like, actually, wrong. You owe us more. <laughs> like, oh, you cheated. It's like, wait, you were doing them too? Well, why didn't you just do them? <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it pisses me off every like, – and this, these two things, like, just like dealing with, my, dealing with taxes and dealing with healthcare are the things that are just like, I feel endlessly baffled by this. And the consequences for getting it wrong are so high. <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> it's like I'm going like, to lose my shirt or my life, you yeah. tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you, um, uh, I'm curious about this because, like, w- one thing that I noticed is, like, I had, you know, I had, like, long stretch where I was just, like, you know, working jobs nonstop. And then I had this this pandemic period where I was like, oh, I'm just sort of defining my own schedule here. And I'm trying to, like, figure, rebalance my, my relationship with work and rebalance, like, how I spend my time and everything. And then, and then I got a, a, a longer term job that I'm in the middle of right now. And I, and I found, like, this weird whiplash of suddenly being like, oh, like, that time that I came to value so much, I, I now now it is someone else's again for a little while. And it, you know, never bothered me before. But now it's like, what do you mean I got to sit on a Zoom call like all yeah. day long? Um, and I, I'm curious with your if you're with your current gig, if you're I don't know what like what sort of time demands are, are put upon you. But I guess you were on a call just before we got on this thing. Right, or, right. It's funny. We, uh, we should talk about that. I had to push this call uh, th- uh one hour, then 15 minutes. Then I was still 10 minutes late to that call because I was stuck on an after hours work call, uh, which is all. And now I have some jobs that are very fun that I've like finally achieved to get. Like, yeah, I, I'm shooting a travel show right now. That'll be out this summer. Like, that's my like literally dream job. And I cannot wait for it to be over. Yeah. Not have anything to do because it's still fucking work and i love it and it's the but it's still for someone else and yes i'm making good money hosting the show but we all know warner media is doing the best from it (laughs) (laughs) i might have to take this part out why am i saying yeah the show hasn't even aired yet and i'm already hating on it (laughs) and another thing I hope they fire me. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I didn't even make it to the end of the first season. What? <laughs> uh, there is, um, uh, I've tweeted about this before, but it, it's, it literally does just stick in my mind forever. When I was in college, I took, um, I took a class on documentary filmmaking and we had this one day where the professor was like, okay, split up into groups of three, go out and just, just interview someone. Like pick anyone, anyone you find, anyone on campus, anyone off campus, find someone, interview them, come back, cut it together, make like basically like a two to three minute, just like, it's like, oh, here's cut together interview footage and we'll show it to the class and we'll talk about it. And um, this one group went to the the music shop that was in town and it was this place like music shop, like not like records, more of like, it's like they sold like string instruments and, 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 mu- uh, and like sheet music and yeah, like yeah. it's very like, you walk in, it's just like soothing guitars on the wall, very quiet, calm. And they interviewed the, the owner of the, sh- the owner or founder of the shop. And at one point during this interview, they're like, oh yeah, so like, why'd you, why you start the store? And he, he said something like, well, you know, they say, uh, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But that's not true. Uh, actually, 
you just grow to hate the thing you love until your whole life is misery. <laughs> and it was like, oh, we got a glimpse of this guy, the, deep into this guy's soul for just a second there. And He's like, not it's, that it's wrong. echoed in my brain forever, <laughs> truly forever. It's just like, oh God, that, yeah. Because like, again, like you were saying earlier, anytime you get a chance to sort of be like, oh, can I, can I monetize this thing I like? Can, like, can I turn this thing I like into a job? And it's like, why did I do that? Why have I, why have I done yeah. this thing and turned it into a burden now? I had to stop coaching improv and teaching improv classes because I started to hate doing improv mm. because I would sit and watch it and and I needed the money. So I'd sit and watch level one improv or you know bad improv and then I'd be like, oh, okay. And then I'd go to do a show and I'd be like, ugh, improv sucks. It's whack. And I'm like, <laughs> Nope, you're being poisoned by your own uh, class. Like, get the fuck out of your head. I think you need to step down from teaching. And I was like, I'm not going to teach anymore. Because it was, I was like, this is the one thing. And there's a solid disparity between money and fun you're having doing improv, as we all know. So it was kind of easy to give up the teaching money in lieu of doing uh, more ass cats, you know. <laughs> Man. Um, I, I gotta say I freelance life and maybe you'll feel there's now you were talking about a little bit with kicking back into a semi long gig. It's hard once you've lived the freelance life long enough that you're like, you do a job, you get, you fill out your invoice and it's $400, whatever mm -hmm. you go out to dinner that night. And you spend two hundred and twenty-five. You know, you spend two hundred fifty dollars at like a at a big dinner, and yeah, you, you got drinks, Uber, all that stuff. And you're like, was that really worth like a full day's shoot, like an eleven-hour workday, like that? And when you're when you start to do that brain-wise, you're like, fuck. Do you know how much it actually costs to go out to dinner? It costs an entire shoot day on Netflix's Is It Cake or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you you. You're like, it's oh, like maybe how, I'll skip dinner. Yeah. It's like when weird fact books like measure things in football fields and shit like right, that. It's like, right. oh, I could, I only measure things in gigs of a weird shoot I did. And like, right. it's like, oh, that's how much that costs. Yeah, my, you can my, really get in your own head of like, am I gonna really spend fifty dollars on this shirt now? That's truly two hours of coaching improv. I can't do that. I can't do that. Like, it's. <laughs> would I be happy if I worked for two hours and someone handed me this shirt? No. Like, oh. And it's like, I have such a fucked up view. Of my, like, a growing up poor and uh, I've just had a never getting financial education is just like, give me such a fucked up view of money that now I've kind of gone all the way around to the other side of like, I thought I needed it so bad. Now I'm ready to like van. I'm 40, childless. My <laughs> wife will never agree to it, but I am ready to like van life in like fucking <laughs> Modesto or some shit. I'm ready to like, pull out of everything. Just jump on <laughs> Zoom once a week from the library and talk to someone about General So's chicken or workaholism, and then I'm fucking cruising. <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like almost everyone I've ever worked with, like any writer, any whatever, like they all have the same basic fantasy of like, maybe I'll just go live in the woods. Maybe I'll go do this. And it's, I, I, I love it because like I totally get the appeal. And I also like, if I try to imagine what I would actually be like, in that scenario, I would be 
a, an utter failure. It'd like be a I comically, can, a comically awful. Comically. I'd be like funny farm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I could barely like hang a picture on the wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, and then it's like, oh, I, I want. I think I can raise goats. Not in a million years. No. I'd be like on YouTube, being like how to raise goats. And if I didn't have the internet, it'd be like I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I guess these goats are gonna die. <laughs> it, it's it's so real. Everyone you meet in entertainment has like off ramp on their mind constantly yeah. it's like that's how hard the job is that no matter what level of success you are there's so many people who are like i can't <laughs> fucking wait till like <laughs> one thing kicks and i could just kind of have one foot in and one foot out of this place forever this business and then guys like fucking george clooney have to like invent tequila to fucking like <laughs> to finally be able to act less we haven't seen that much of Clooney because he never like he finally is like oh thank god i got a little bit of money kids are gonna be okay amal's gonna be okay i could just kick it now i don't have to worry about shit yeah you never <laughs> stop looking for those side gigs right right he's like i gotta get like the rock is pushing terramina and zoa it's like how much fucking money can you need dude making yeah. movies is a lot of money <laughs> like all you these, get paid a lot <laughs> all these like weird nft schemes that suddenly like because celebrities are coming out with me and it's like oh hey pretty interesting nft thing over here it's like what are you talking about come on <laughs> it's something so, else n- nothing makes me lose respect faster for like celebrities <laughs> than when they when they make that jump unless they're so old or old school that i can in my head blame their manager or like assistant <laughs> like you know what i mean like when dolly parton's like dollywood's putting out nfts i do not fault dolly parton for that yes like, i don't want to hold that but when matt damon's in like a crypto commercial i'm like <laughs> fuck you born <laughs> that yeah. shit pisses me off uh, i go oh go ahead no i was gonna say and like has your new viewpoint on having gone from full-time job for a long time uh, at the same at the same place a decent amount of time for our especially for our industry yeah time off into a new job that has an inevitable end mm-hmm. like w- w- where is your relationship with like what do you like do you see like because the thing is you get stuck on like the golden handcuffs of it all like I could jump to another job mm-hmm. I could jump to another job but in re- in reality. If you had like a writing job that came back every year that was 22 weeks, but you knew like all I had to do was make another 20 grand somehow in the next nine months. Like, you know what I mean? Like if 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 that world came in front of you, like, would you be like, no, I got to fight on my downtime? I'm just curious, like where you ended up on like and like, yeah, and I guess also uh, tie this in a little bit to talk to me about. Did you develop any new? hobbies or good <laughs> habits or anything like that in the <laughs> pandemic like i'm, I'm, I'm curious because because yeah. i think that shit is better for us in the, than work obviously <laughs> like like than working for someone else like if you like quilting like just making quilts at home is just like the best thing you could possibly do for yourself <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah mentally yeah i mean like basically like what what i realized because because like um, I, I'm too much of a coward to ever want to fully do the like hopping from job to job freelance thing. Like I like that. I like having a sense of stability. If someone was like, hey, this is a recurring gig, it's gonna happen all the time, I'd be like, ooh, very cool. But I realized I realized what I really miss <laughs> is is like summer vacation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I like that that weird having like a weird blend of like, yeah, you'll work most of the year and it'll be a big chunk of time. That's just like yours to do whatever you want with. You can schedule it however you want. It's like, 
well, that sounds kind of nice. Like I, I kind of like if there's does that exist? Is there a way to do like like <laughs> uh, wh- however many teachers are listening to this podcast? They're like, yes, track. Yeah. There is a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you want to, but you also want to make enough during the time that you're working that you feel okay taking yeah. that summer off. <laughs> and I don't want to start at seven in the morning if I can afford it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that's. That's interesting you say that because that is something you could build into your life. You could like yeah. make a conscious effort to be like, as you're freelancing, be like, well, he, uh, Trap really doesn't take gigs in July and August. And then like, you know, you'll be like, this one's really good and ends in mid-July. Okay, I'll take it. But yeah. then I'm going to not come back till mid-September. Yeah. You know, well, like- the thing, especially with entertainment, because the thing is like the whole fucking industry shuts down from like November through to December. You know what I right, mean? Right. Like, it's just like, it's like everyone's off on holidays and stuff. Like you're not like, if you give someone a script, they're not reading it. If you like, nothing's happening in those months anyway. Like you could absolutely be like, you know what? November, December, that's just going to be off time or something, right? you know? And you could do that. And that, uh, you know, could conceivably, I don't, I, I don't know I, if I have I, the willpower to force myself to be like, oh, and just don't work these two months. I'd be like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I'd be at constant war with myself, like being like, but you could could be where you could be trying to do something um the, the problem with that november through january shutdown which is great for holidaying but if you've had a rough september october november like which has happened to me countless times you're furious that christmas at the holidays are around the corner because yeah. you're like i need a call to come in i need a funnier die video i need a hundred bucks to cover rent especially yeah, if you're trying to make that minimum it's like i need one more gig to, <laughs> so i don't die <laughs> yeah like, please bro i'm just traveling right now with my family <laughs> like oh must be nice must be nice and our jobs are sort of jobs that you're really never off from either like not to compare ourselves to like uh firefighters and shit like yeah. that but uh but like, we're more noble and uh, yeah of we course save more lives so. <laughs> <laughs> laughter saves way more lives than water uh, you know the I, jester was the most powerful person <laughs> in the court so I think. <laughs> more powerful than both the firefighter and the english teacher <laughs> in the classic king's court setup uh the um like i went away one christmas time not to my mom's house i went me and tiff went to europe we i had a good year we like mm. oh let's go to paris for christmas that'd be so fun we never know like she worked in ent- at the entertainment at the time too it was like that's definitely what i won't have emails to deal with and it was like the first like two weeks I was just truly ever on vac. I had no like. I do have to call into one notes caller. Like I do have to zoom yeah. one podcast. Like I didn't have to do anything. And holy shit, did it feel good! That's part uh, of the reason I like camping so much is because dude, it, it gives you the the ultimate. Ex- if someone's like, it's like, yeah, but can I call you? It's like you cannot. I will be on top of a mountain. There will be zero cell phone reception. There's just no chance in the world this will happen. You'll have to figure it out. And in the, and it doesn't feel like it's my fault because it's like that's where I'm going. I I can't help that. And 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 any other time I just try to I try to move mountains or do whatever I could to be like, well, I'll figure out a way to get on this call. We'll make it work. And if you if it's not possible, it's like, well, not possible. Yeah, and. This is so weird because, again, every time you and I catch up, I feel like we have some like weird parallels to each other. Have, <laughs> I, I, have you been camping for a long time? I got into camping in the last 
like like two years before the pandemic. I've been in camp. I've been into camping for like five years now. I, I just I, got it like in late thirties. Got into like <laughs> I was like I mean I already into drugs, so it's not like it was drugs. But doing mushrooms while camping became like a it's very a good combo. <laughs> yeah, they they work wonders together for some reason. Um, I I've I've been uh. Uh, not not so much. I, I do I I've, I do a lot of hiking, um, and then every once in a while it would be a camping. I grew, I grew up kind of like with a little bit of a camping family because it was like a cheap vacation you could take. Oh hell yeah! Um, uh, and that's why I'm a beach family for same yes. reason. Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. I eat turkey sandwiches out of a cooler uh, and drink from the same water jug as my brothers. Like it's that's our camping. Is like we're gonna go to the beach. Uh, my dad's gonna make like a pitcher of mudslides, and you guys are gonna sit there all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like got it, pops. <laughs> yeah, enjoy the beauty of nature. Go look up there. It's just yeah. It's the, are you in the forest or are you on the shore? But the same general vibe. Right, exactly. Um, That's really uh, so, funny. Yeah, I had that growing up, and and then you know I, I've always liked hiking for the same reason as camping. And camping is basically just like extended hiking. It's like all right, it's that, like that, hiking that... with less exercise if you're yeah. doing it right. <laughs> it's the best part of hiking. It's the part when you get to sit down after the hike and just look. And go at like, nature. Oh, we deserve that. Yeah. Uh, and so camping again, is something that feels so antithetical to the modern idea of work. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when you're camping, like, and again, I I do love the side effect that, like, you're unreachable, but that's not even, that wasn't even in my brain. Like, but when I first started going camping, I found that it's like, this is nothing like the office. This is nothing mm-hmm. like work. This is nothing like comedy. It's like, I do get to feel satisfaction in setting up my tent or cooking my uh, sausage or whatever. Like there's step or like, oh yeah, I packed my car. Well, there's things to accomplish, but then the only thing to enjoy about it is just like the environment around you. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like there's the hyper simplicity of it of just yes! sort of being like, I- I'm just going like I just need to fit my necessity. It's like I need to eat. I need to sleep. Uh, I need some water. And then it's like, and then what else are you doing? It's like, well, it has to be and like. Like I'm probably not gonna be doing playing like weird phone games or doing social media or working. It's like, what can I do with a pen and paper or with right. like a book or something? Like, yeah, it's just like it. it I feel like I I am spe- like we started this talking about like listening to podcasts like one and a half times speed. Something <laughs> like I feel like I'm constantly at that pace yes! to be forced to be like slow the fuck down for a second. It's like, oh, this feels nice and it feels like. I'm, it's being enforced on me, so I don't feel need to feel guilty about yes, it. Yes, <laughs> I think you said hyper simplicity. Is that what you said? Yeah, because I I didn't have the word for it, but that is. And then at the end, you really cleared it up for me with like the imposition of it all, imposing like I by choice. If I'm like okay, I'm gonna just kick it for a couple hours here yeah. in the office. I will have like weed, a coffee, a tea. I'll have like something on in the background. I'll be texting at the same time and I'll be like, that was kind of relaxing. <laughs> it's like, no, it was not. <laughs> you had like thousands of fucking uh, information streams coming in and like, and you weren't processing he- like, and then when you go there, you're like, I am choosing to go to the woods today. I am yeah. not going to like, I'm not going to be able to sneak out and tape an audition or like, okay, yeah, I can, I could jump on FaceTime later, mom. Like you're, you're like, no, I'm camping. Like, I love it with, even with Tiff, I'm like, I will try to reach you as early Sunday morning as I possibly can. Like that's like, you know what I mean? Like we're planning on leaving Sunday morning. If you don't hear from me by like noon, then you get worried. But if like, I'll call you by like nine, you know? And like, that feels so real. And there's something again, Everything feels so fast and, and like work, work, work. And then when you're just sitting in nature, you're like, do you know like 
campsites aren't that expensive. Like, and there are yeah. actually like still free campsites. It's like, ooh, there's still like pulling out of the rat ra- rat. Like, you know, like just choosing not to race as a rat and choosing to be like a rat that chills out. Like, that's yeah. like we're allowed to make those choices, which is crazy. And then I feel seeing, like seeing we're allowed to make those choices too is like is like part of that thing because it's like. If I think about like what do I do when I'm camping? It's like you know I, I do a little hiking and I'll and I'll spend a lot of time reading and stuff like that. And if I if I just uh, was like this Saturday, I'm just gonna lie on my couch and I'm gonna read for most of the day. There'd be something in the back of my mind being like you should probably be doing something else. Like this is cr- like you can't you're you're like you're you're slacking off too much here. You got to figure something else out. And like that that change of environment that is like hey this is pretty much all you can do here so you might as well enjoy it is like enough to like turn off that part of my brain that goes like is this really what you should be doing it's like yeah this is what you should be doing here so so (laughs) you can deeply enjoy it sort of the opposite of camping but another way to chase that experience that me and my wife learned about in the pandemic was uh going to the movies we go to the movies all the time and then when the pandemic hit we didn't go for like a year but they're like yeah Everything's coming out on HBO Max. So that's sick. And then you're at home and then you're like, can you pause this? I have to go to the bathroom. Can we mm-hmm. pause it? Okay. Oh, shit. Do you hear the neighbors? What are they? Oh, fuck. He, I th- do you think Arthur has to go out? Okay. Well, hold on. Let's pause it. Let's r- roll another joint. And it's like, now it's taken us five hours to watch fucking, <laughs> you know, a, a come on, come on or whatever. And you're like, oh, this is whack. And then you go to the movies and you're like, ah, my phone is off. I don't even see the rest. Like, I don't see anything but the screen. Mm-hmm. It's like, f- and I think in our attention span, like, you know, society's pulling out our attention, like, the world is pulling out of our attention in like a thousand different directions at once. We are choosing to have our uh, attention pulled. Like we're f- focusing on millions of things at once. If you focusing in quotes yeah. and it's like a movie theater, camping, reading, like these are all things that like just slow you down to a halt. And they are all difficult to do these days for me, I, like uh, psychologically. And I don't like, they are three of my favorite, most relaxing things. And like, they feel like I, 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 I Two hours in the movie, I got to check my phone the second yeah. I walk out. And it's like, no, you don't. No, you <laughs> fuck. You're not a doctor. You're not waiting to hear back about your wife's not in labor. Like, like she was next fuck? to you watching yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah, pay attention. The, uh, on that, this is a, uh, I, t- I totally agree with all that. And, and something, um, something that I was telling my wife the other day that I realized was that, like, I've been really enjoying watching foreign TV shows lately. And it's because um, having the subtitles there- You have to read. Forces, yeah. It's like it, it, like it, that weird, like that part of your brain that is just like scattered in a million different ways. And like, and you're thinking like, what else is going on? I'm, am I allowed to be watching this show and stuff? It's like, oh, it engages just one extra level of attention uh, for the show. And there's, so you never have that compulsion, or at least I don't, to be like, Oh, should I pick up my phone? Like, what's what else is going on? Like, it just sucks you in a little bit more. But being like, I gotta read these subtitles. I can't look away. I gotta like, the movie, and I also gotta look at the image. So I'm got fully like locked in on the on the show. The the power of TV and movies is strong enough that I it will help me focus. Like, cause cause I like TV so much. Like, I want so funny you say this i watched drive my car last night it's now on yeah. hbo max it's up uh best picture nominee maybe it's maybe this episode's aired way after the oscars and you guys are like that's the guy who shot we up know. the oscars how are you talking about him like that he's a murderer you know i have to take this down because of something weird i said right there uh, but it's a three-hour movie it, all subtitles and i'm like oh boy and then i i was like 
I you because it draws your attention so because you don't ever you can't look at your phone yeah. and watch a subtitled thing. You can briefly look at your phone and be like, I'm actually paying attention and then like completely lose like how much you're actually engaged with the, what you're watching. And it's like foreign shit, like subtitles helps you with that. Forcing myself to read and playing lyric uh, music without lyrics. Like, uh, like these are things going into going to the beach. Uh, I've been getting up and putting my phone in uh, my office while I'm in the living room or in the office mm-hmm. while I'm in my, and it's like, that feels like such an ins- I it makes me feel like a fucking monk, but it helps. And I don't even have like a workaholic job. You know what I mean? I have a job that I can like really push the speed on like yeah. right now. Like I don't have to, but I'm not like, oh, sales, buy, sell, buy, sell. But detaching myself as frequently as possible. A long time ago, I said I couldn't wait to be retired. And then I realized you could just kind of like take all those years of retirement and shuffle it into all your years of work (laughs) and bring retirement energy to your life. And it's uh, my wife actually, sorry. Oh, I'm back. Okay. Uh, My wife actually, she used to uh, travel all the time for work for marketing. And she'd be like, Oh, when I'm staying at these nice hotels, I like to get in the bath. I bring a candle. I order tea, room service. Like I'm spending all this company uh, money and I'm like, I just get such a relaxing time. I love going to hotels when it's paid for by someone else. Like, oh, that's awesome. She lose, like leaves that job, switches industries. And then she's like, says to me one day, she's like, you know, you can get in the bath, pour yourself tea, uh, uh, light candles in your own house. You know, you can like, she like loved she always loved hotel robes and like five years ago we just became robe people like we wear robes at home now and it's like oh yeah you could just bring the thing that you aspire to like oh i want to i just want to get to the i can't wait to retire and just spend time at the beach it's like well go to the beach every summer until you can retire it's like make make it fucking happen and that's just something like we're so taught that like all right well work kids house get them all to college then take a look at your spouse and look at yourself in the mirror and say what do i want in life (laughs) once you're old and your body's falling apart (laughs) and you're you're utterly (laughs) you're everything nothing works anymore then go on that adventure i don't know dude my dad died with a bookshelf of books my dad was a really smart guy but he was such a workaholic he read the paper every day he worked crazy long union guy worked crazy long hours but he had a bookshelf and it was like I can't wait till I retire. I'm going to read all these books. I'm just going to spend mm. all day reading all these books. And he dies with not one fucking book read on the shelf. So if I could get any one piece of advice, it's like read a book in lieu of work. You know, like you're <laughs> take four hours of OT off and sit in your car with a book. You know, like, come on, treat yourself. We got we, yeah. all- any anything you tell yourself, I'm going to do that later or I'm going to do that when X happens. It's like you kind of need to take a second look at that and go like, why am I putting this off? Like, is it like, is it because you think you don't deserve it? Is you think is you're like afraid of some of it? Because like, chances are you're putting that delay on there for some reason other than than like just to put it on there. And like, you could do it now. It's like, what is it that is making you go like, eh, maybe not right now, you know? Right. And you're like, I don't think I'm deserving of it. Or you start to think that, oh, shit, if I start doing this, then I won't work. 
mm-hmm. right? Like, or I won't get the work I want, or I won't be able to do the work as much as I really have to focus on my job. I can't do this other hobby that I've been dreaming about for 20 years. And it's like, I bet you, you can handle both. And I bet yeah. you like when I was in my early twenties, I wanted to play rugby, but I didn't have health insurance uh, to tie all our conversations together. Yeah. I, was gradu- I was graduated from college. Uh, I was like a PA and then I was like a, you know, um, unemployed actor slash temp slash dressing up and handing out flyers, you know, like (laughs) the jobs you do in your early twenties in New York city in the two thousands. So I'm doing that and I'm like, I want to play rugby so bad. And I'm like, no, you can't play rugby until you're like working and like get health insurance and shit. And then eventually I have like a quarter life crisis at like 26 or 27. I'm like, I have to fucking play rugby. I just have to. I meet a guy at a bar and mm-hmm. he's like, we're talking. He's like, he was a friend of a friend. He's like, I actually am a coach of a rugby team. I'm like, oh, it's funny. I'm thinking about joining the Brooklyn team because we were in the Brooklyn bar. And he's like, dude, I-, I coach the Village Lions, the East Village team. You should come do it. I'm like, well, that's kind of serendipitous. But yeah, I'm, you know, I'm waiting. To ho- he's like, what are you waiting for? You're yeah. young now. It's. He's like, rugby gets harder when you get older. You're like, bet you're going to be better at it now than you will be in two years. So, so if you want to play, play now. He's like, it's Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. I'm like, yeah, well, sometimes I have shows on Tuesdays. He's like, skip Tuesdays. It's a club. And like, and <laughs> you learn, is something you're supposed to do for fun. Yeah. yeah, you learn that rugby requires a lot of bodies. Like you need like mm-hmm. 50 people on the team so that you can have like good practices. So there's a strong recruiting effort in there. <laughs> But there's also, he was, everything he said was like, oh yeah, why am I hesitating? Why? Why? And then, God damn it, I start playing rugby and I never feel better uh, mm-hmm. doing comedy than what, like, for a brief period of time, I was like the funniest guy on my rugby team, the dirtiest, strongest guy on my uh, Harold team. I wasn't particularly good at either, but I was living a life where, like, there was like 90 minutes, 80 minutes every Saturday where I didn't think about like who got put on what mod team. All I thought about was not or getting hurt, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, Oh shit. That's, that was my brains camping. And then like, I still so close with so many of the guys I met playing there. And I met so many crazy international dudes because New York is such an international city and people coming there to play rugby are from all over. And so like I, it afforded me so many opportunities. And then like, this part doesn't even matter. But then I would like host on BBC like a rugby talk show, like with the men and blazers guys. Like, and I did that for like a Six Nations tournament. And it's like, well, like it wouldn't have happened if I never played men's league rugby. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah, you start to connect those dots, be like, well, how did this connect to that? Like, that was just a freak thing. And like, but that changed this and that. And yeah, yeah, you see the ripples like echo out. Terrible I, mixed metaphor, but you get yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the ripples be echoing. I yeah, gotcha. <laughs> the um the other the other thing too that you touched on there, which I think is specific to to comedy, probably for I don't know if this translates to other jobs, but uh like you need to be doing other things if you're doing comedy because like you, like so much of it is just is pulling from like oh I had this experience or I met this person or this crazy thing happened or I was bumping up against this other person who like the the, there's such a character like whatever it is like you're you're out like experiencing life and if like the only thing you're doing is like well I'm writing another sketch or I'm I'm like it's like time to do another round of improv practice like what are you pulling from what are you what about life are you speaking to if that's the only part of life that you're doing yeah and also it's like not to get into just the create creativity part behind all of it, but if you're like 
just a comedian. Every so everyone's a comedian. Everyone's but just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Like everyone's just a comedian. It's like, oh yeah, you know, Trap is also a fucking uh scuba diver or whatever. You know, you're like, holy yeah. shit, that's cool. Like and that just makes you different than other people. And That's we are, so we are true. two white straight guys talking to each yeah. other. <laughs> but no, but uh, like, like, I mean, to, even to speak like with like hard, uh, like hard, like employment stuff. Cause like, I remember like, you know, I, I, I was at college humor through a few rounds of like hiring new folks there. And like, you know, we read a bunch of packets and by the time it came down to like, it's like, all right, well, these are the, you know, 10 people we're going to interview and talk to any of those 10 people could have done the job. You know what I mean? Like right. they're all, it's like, oh, you alternate in great packets. You seem like good actors. You seem like fun people. And then you're just, we just looking. don't have 10 slots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't have 10 slots. And then you're just looking for stuff. That's like, what feels like it will mesh well with the group that exists here. What's interesting. What's different. And so you are like, you are looking for those things that are, just like if someone's like, it's like, oh yeah, of course I do comedy. You read my packet, you see like I, I can do that. That's a given already. But then on top of that, it's like, yeah, I do. You know, like a personal luchador trainer. wrestling. Yeah, or yeah. Something. What, and you're I, like, what yeah. the fuck? Tell me more about that. What is <laughs> yeah. that about? You know? Yeah, that's the realest shit too. And like that just makes you live a fuller. Like I'm a collect experiences type of person, which again is another thing that butts up hard against my workaholism mm. and and which is what which is currently winning workaholism is going out the window <laughs> i like to collect ex- experiences and i just want to rack up i want to be able to be like yeah i've done that or yeah i've tried that in like every conversation and I, that's yeah you know there's a toxic element to that of course where i just want to be like <laughs> yeah me too bro but there's also like i'm i'm it's positively positively affecting my life in that i'm just trying everything that comes across my plate uh but can't do that if you're stuck in the fucking office all day, baby. So you got to <laughs> get true. out there and chase that fucking worm. You got to get up and get the worm, bitch. I'm like, now nah, talk about mixing metaphors. Chase that worm. <laughs> chase the worm. Chase that worm. It's so fast, dude. You got to get after it. I'm talking about a fish. You got to chase that worm, get on the hook, get out, die, and feed a family. Come on. I'm trout. not following this at all. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah okay, sure. He's sweating a lot. I think yeah. his TED Talk is rapid up <laughs> he's lost it he has the analogies off just let him ride <laughs> let him finish uh i i am going i'm i pride myself on my current relationship with work and i'm going to maintain like i i i'm currently doing a pretty intensive job but it is fun and cool and all that and great yeah. but it's ending and it's like you know, managers or other people are like, "Cool, so you're yeah, you're What's done the next with that." Thing? Yeah, we gotta yeah, get you. And I was like, "Oh no, well, I'm staying in the final destination for an extra ten days for vacation." And they're like, <laughs> "What?" And I'm like, "They're like, but the whole show is like kind of vacation." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no the show is work. not the kind I want to do." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> My wife is flying out, and I'm finishing five books, and I'm snorkeling every day. So fuck <laughs> off. Like that's my plan. And so I'm like. The old me would be like, I got to get back to L.A. and mm-hmm. start working, kick off the next thing, because who knows when it, the next thing can possibly happen. And yeah, it, and like I've just given up. And to be fair, maybe it's a point of privilege uh, because I have now steadily I've gotten more confident in that, like the, my whole world's not going to fall apart by the end of the year just due to 10 years of getting by, you know, like I, like, I feel like, OK, I like. 
because that's what happened to me for so long. You're like, fuck, fuck, what's going to happen? Like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. September, October, November, December. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. And then you're like, it comes every year and you always survive it. And then you're eventually like, okay, I don't think I need to be that dramatic. Because yeah. Christmas, yeah, because I always manage. And it's like, okay, well, now that I don't feel that pressure, I was able to enjoy Christmas break for the first time ever. And so now I'm trying to relish in all of that because I'm just... Uh, you know, I'm too blessed to be stressed, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting too. You you kind of touched on the like, um, the like it's not like not just the money, but the sort of like the opportunity cost thing of like of like oh what what am I what opportunity am I missing out on by not chasing after that? Like what would that have been the thing that would have like changed everything? Like I got oh, that gig, yes. but but it's also so funny to like think about that. Well, you're also talking about the rugby thing, because like that was one of those things where it's like, oh, well, like you that turned into things that turned into the things you enjoyed and, and that turned into jobs. Um, but it was just something that you were like, it's like, well, that's not a work thing I'm doing. I'm just doing that, that you know, for myself and for right. fun. Um, so it's like there, if you get like, I guess like that weird thing of like trying to get stuck of like predicting uh predicting like, oh, how, how my life would be different if I got that thing I wanted. But, you know, you can. I think your version of the rugby thing for me is is like the um, is um actually, which was like has turned into a, a, a sizable gig for me, but started off as just like a truly was just a, a single video pitch of like, eh, this will be like a weird idea, you know, and yeah, like and now you're doing it years after the job existed. Yeah, truly. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, this the is job good. is over. But the thing that's still alive is you get to fucking play. um actually. And, and that's just and like, yeah. The number of like cool people I've been able to meet through that. It's just like it's like people who who like are casting folks will be like, oh, they'd be a good contestant. It's like, oh, I don't really know their work, but yeah, let's have them on. And it's like, hey, that was a great person. Like, I got a new friend now. Like that kind of stuff is like, it's like, oh, I I got to meet a bunch of people to do you know like make weird connections. It's like, yeah, this is you know, I, I wouldn't have planned about this. High, that's how I feel about High and Mighty. I feel like I get to have like a ninety minute conversation with different people every week that I that I'm like literally selecting who's does like I'm choosing who I talk to. Yeah. So it's like this is like the dream. It's like do you wanna it used to be do you want to come to my house and talk to me for ninety minutes? It's like now it's like do you want to both sit on our computers and talk for ninety and people are like yeah hell fuck yeah. that's that sounds great. Hanging been, out, chatting. Yeah it's been my, my fucking and now I love hanging out and chatting. And now it's work. I yeah, love you've monetized fuck, it. I love traveling. And now it's work. I love talking about action movies. And now it's work. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. But I guess if you want to have your cake and eat it too, that like this is this. But I'm still looking forward to, even though all my jobs are dream jobs, I'm still looking forward to not having them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it's how still work. Much work. At the end of the sucks. day, it's yeah, still work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sure. It's a dream job. I can't wait for it to be fucking over. Yeah, but better come back, please. Come back in a couple of months, <laughs> please. Please don't fire do me, please. The second season, I need it, please. I, yeah, I know. That's the thing too. You instantly snap to like, you have like the best job of your life. You're like, well, now I can't do anything else. Like, if this doesn't yeah. happen again, I'm quitting the business. It's like, don't do that. <laughs> There's no way where it does go forever. That's just not how anything works. It's like, yeah. You got to be real with yourself or you're like, okay, could, I'll be podcasting again. No time. You know, like if you never give it up, it's never backsliding, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but speaking man. of like fucking weird career pivots, uh, I guess it's not that weird for a guy who's heady and smart like you, but <laughs> you're fucking around in the direct to uh, audience <laughs> world these days. I am, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on all the bullshit we were talking about before because I, I, uh, I started to 
started a newsletter that was that was just talking about sketch writing that came from a couple of different places where where like you know some of it is is that like I was I was at college humor for like a decade and was writing was writing sketches with the UCB before that and it was just like this is like 10 years of honing a skill that is utterly useless. <laughs> that is <laughs> like, that was just like pulled out, the rug was pulled out from underneath me and it's like well I'm gl- okay okay <laughs> I and then you miss talking about it too, like like yeah, you lost well, the opportunity like, to talk about it as well. That, yeah, that was kind of it's, it's like it's like a sketch. Like I, I you know I put all this in like my first post, but it's like it's just like it's like sketch is mostly bad. Most sketches are bad. Most sketch groups are bad, and like and a lot of people. And straight that's part up of don't. the fun of it. It's kind of right? part of the like fun. The part, yeah, it's like it's such a easy weird... level of entry. You feel like it's, oh, I can, I, 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 fuck it. I can, me and my friends are kind of funny. We could do that. Like it lets it's it's easier than a band. Absolutely. Yeah. It's easier than a band. It's so it's like if you like it's three pages, you know what I mean? Like if you're like if you're like, hey, I think I might want to try to write something I'm kind of funny. It's like it's three pages, man. Like if you write it and it sucks, that didn't take you. It's not like you wasted two months writing a screenplay or something. It's like you spent max a day writing something. And chances are like it's probably even the even the worst sketches I've seen, it's like you can usually do something to make it like be like, oh, that's a workable good sketch. Right. So, yeah, it was this thing that like I I spent a lot of time, you know, getting good at and was like, oh, I have, there's no other job application for this. <laughs> and uh, and I liked talking about it, but I also didn't like I didn't really want to teach classes uh, because like I I taught classes for a little while, but and I liked it. But there was always like one was like middle of pandemic and like there's no like like trying to do like Zoom classes is a little weird and like in order to make those economics make sense of like uh, of like okay well this is worth my time and giving everyone the attention they need you're only getting like six or eight people in a class and then you have to like charge so much for it that it's like well this feels stupid charging this yeah. much money to yeah, teach for a people job how to... that I can tell you it might not exist for much longer yeah. totally yeah yeah and, and absolutely not it's like well, this is there's no return on this this doesn't make any sense so so the that's that's basically where like the you know I toyed with it being a podcast for a while but I was like there's so much like writing you want to talk about like you want to see it so it's a newsletter that is that where I'm I'm kind of like doing sketch classes, but in newsletter forms, you can read it at your own leisure. And, and then it's mostly free. Uh, and then if, uh, if, if you want to pay a small fee, then like you can submit sketches and like, I'll pick one, I pick one like every other week or so. And I just note it. And we like, it's like, Hey, here's the sketch. Here's what I would change about it. If you want to talk about it in the comments. And since it's paid, I can hopefully keep the trolls out. And so far right. it's like, been like, and it's like, Oh, it's kind of like a sketch class that can be taken at any point at your own leisure for much cheaper than a typical sketch class would be, uh, or even free if you don't even want to engage with it that much. Uh, <laughs> and that's been, uh, and yeah, and that's been kind of exactly what we've been talking about, where it's like, oh, this has been, this is something I love. This has been very fulfilling. And I turned it into a second job. I right. turned it into another obligation I have, which I still am enjoying, but it is like, why did I do this to myself? This is yeah, so like stupid. Now, but you're like, but there's also like the part of our brain that wouldn't let you really put down all your thoughts about sketch writing if it wasn't like, if you weren't beholden to your Tuesday inbox or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. I, I, at first I- Again, like you have, we have to go camping to make us- put our phones on airplane mode we have to like go into the movies to watch a movie so you might as well have to sign up for like well that's like me signing up for a half marathon it's like well i better start running <laughs> like, yeah i got I, a like, deadline <laughs> now 
<laughs> I got something to do. Yeah, th- I mean, this start. Uh, my initial plan was like, was like, I'll write it as like a little handbook. I'll, I'll, it'll be like a you know hundred page book, like a little sort of truth and comedy kind of thing. Or it's like, ah, here you can cover most of the the basics of sketch in a short thing, and you just do that. And I, I kept being like, it kept hitting things of like, it's like, well, I want to sh- show a sketch, or I want to like, you know, like link to a video or do a thing. And it's like yeah. I can't do that in a book. And it was also like. I got part of the way through it and you sort of like lose steam a little bit. And it was like, I'm, if I do this as a thing where like, I have like people are expecting me to like come out with a new thing. Like it will force me to actually like keep these thoughts coming, keep the next Hell thing yeah. coming, keep doing it. So it's like, yep, make a fake deadline for myself. And now it's, now it's going, you know? Uh, and then like, again, work sucks, but if you're working exclusively for yourself, which you yeah. currently are, uh, and on, you know, you're offering up free stuff for people too, so they can get a, a sniff. That that feels better than grind. I mean, you had like one of the you had one of the good jobs in comedy, and it's probably still better to just fire off letters to a select. You know what I mean? Like, and the the numbers of people, like you know, we got to get ten million hits, or you might get fired. Now it's like if you had a thousand people on your newsletter, you could like not be stressed about work. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like if you had like it, it, because you eliminate all the corporate and all the other bullshit and it's just like, Oh, if people pay me $5 a month to listen to this podcast, I only need a hundred people and I'm making $500 a month. A yeah. hundred people is now a success. But if you're trying to like throw a podcast and someone's like, I only have a hundred listeners. Everyone's like, you know, fucking delete it, man. Like, yeah. That's whack. <laughs> like, delete yourself. And then it's like, no, but they all pay. And it's all of a sudden it's like so weirdly not lucrative, but like feel you also feel like a stronger connection to a small group of people who are paying. Totally. You know, you're like, these are actual fans. So I better give them some fucking shit. They like really are trying. Like we're we're this is like a little bit of a contract. Uh, actually, it's truly a financial contract, but also yeah. a little bit of like, uh, <laughs> all right, well, if you're paying for this. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna give try. you something. I'm, I'm gonna try hard. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and th- there's there's something too to that. Like, I, I mean, it's it's it, it's a, a weird thing is that like, well, there are a lot of people who know me from um actually, and who will like tweet at me and talk about tweet at me about it, talk saw me when they see me, things like that. But like, at, at the end of the day, like, there's this strange thing where it's like, I don't own um actually. College humor owns um actually. You know, like. It's not mine. I can't do anything with it. And like I continue this relationship with them and I, and we we remain on good terms, but it's but it is a strange thing, you know, when like when there are things like, you know, like launching the board game and and where it was like, "Oh, but I don't control the terms of this at all." I don't, you know, like and like you see like that was like truly one of the things that was like I was like, "Oh, I didn't I honestly didn't realize what an engaged fan base, the extent of like how engaged the fan base was for this." And yeah. I was like, "Oh, Interesting. Well, uh, <laughs> like, and tell, I control none of this. Interesting. I'll tell you who did know. I'll tell you who did know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The corporation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and there was an element of like, oh, like, I guess maybe I should cut out that middleman and maybe I should just do something for, like, is, well, here's something that I enjoy and maybe maybe the people who, who follow the stuff I make will follow me there and, and see if they also like yeah. the things that I enjoy. Well, now, also, real quick, but like, we're talking... It it is shitty how a corporation 
But the the give and take you're taking there is that for a while you were getting uh, every other week a direct deposit that you can like count on coming in twice a month or whatever or however the like th- that's like that's you're like this rules and then that's when you realize that it's like oh mm-hmm. the corporation wouldn't do this for me if it didn't also benefit them somehow yeah and that's you're... the most uh, upsetting part too is that you're like fuck just even me deciding to work here I know you're taking advantage of me and like mm. uh, and. That's like kind of what I'm allowing you to do in a small way. But then when you start to find out like how much of an advantage is you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that's kind of all right. Yeah. Oh, we're oh, how many units? Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's what is the it's like what is the cost of security? You know, is really right. what it is. You know, it's like it's like, well, that's like you are taking, you know, a portion of my labor or intellectual property in order to give me the peace of mind that like this job's going to be here. Like you can chill out. You don't have to, you don't have to hustle. You don't have to try to string together jobs to make healthcare. Like that's what we're giving you in return. We're taking a big question mark amount of money, big question mark amount of value, but that's what we'll give you in return. And you have to sort of go like, well, I don't know what that is. The mystery box value that they're taking from me. Is it worth that, that security? And I mean, when we were coming up, it was a time where, there was no way you could have been like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to make sketches and put them out there and make this salary. And it's like, yeah, right. But now people are like kind of like able to do shit like that with TikTok. Yeah. Like you're all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, you do not necessarily need IAC to buy mm-hmm. you out from under. Like, you know, you could foreseeably get up to a reasonable amount of early college humor staffer pay uh, on just the light fucking monetizing that you could do with social media it's like a limit like and and you know again if 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 you're getting paid this much to do it on tiktok you god knows how much tiktok is making <laughs> god knows how much the marketing company that's paying you to do it like there's like so many everyone you're just getting yeah <laughs> the fucking vampires man the man dude <laughs> uh trap where can people get this newsletter uh i mean well yeah. i'll link to it in the show notes as well because oh awesome people aren't gonna rip out a pen and pencil and write it down now but just in case yeah they have so, so, if memories. you're driving right now stop pull over you gotta get this down <laughs> turn around uh, drive backwards on the same road but more scary yeah if you're washing the dishes, you're, take your wet hands. Get a piece of paper. Start <laughs> sliding your wet hands all over your phone to make a little memo. Grab a, sh- gr- grab a Sharpie. Write directly on the fridge. <laughs> Just scream at your spouse. Take this. Remember this. Remember this. Uh, the, the newsletter is called Chuffa. Uh, it's, at sub, it's a substack. So it's uh, chuffa.substack.com. So it's C-H-U-F-F-A-H.substack.com. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That'll be in the uh, show notes. Click link. Click Trap's name. Say what's up to him there. Follow him on social media, which is also in the show notes and in the posts about this show. Mm-hmm. Trap, it's always a pleasure. I have to, while I have you, just before we get out of here, let you know I just finished book 12 of The Wheel of Time on audio. <laughs> now, when you were on my podcast, yeah. it was like a year ago at this point. And I was on like- You were like, I'm getting through them. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like- uh, I do like a monthly uh, episode of Action Boys called Shadow Wolves at mm-hmm. uh, actionboys.biz if you want to check that out, uh, uh, where we kind of talk about what we've been watching uh, and we're we're all audiobook guys. It's And they're always like, finish two Stephen King's and so-and-so's memoir. And I'm like, I'm still in the middle of book eight. <laughs> and it's like, and I'm putting in time. It literally took me getting a travel show job where I didn't have like my spouse in the house with me, where I would just come home at night to my hotel and be like, well, I'm going to put 
this audiobook on my Bluetooth speaker and lay down. <laughs> it's like something you should not do in front of someone else is play Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time through a Bluetooth speaker. But so funny. Hey, you, you, you mind if I put something on? I think we just got to set the mood. Some fun jams. <laughs> Uh, the Karakan has arrived. <laughs> ah, nice. I love this one. Oh, this is a good one. This is uh, Monuments of Steel or whatever. They all have such <laughs> insane subtitles. But I got to say, book 12, 13, and 14 are the three that uh, Brandon Sanderson comes in to write mm-hmm. uh, after Robert Jordan's death. And book 12 kicks off with Sanderson doing a little prologue and talking about, and I, I have been in this world for so long, I was crying in the shower <laughs> and i was like i think these books have taken over my life and i arguably still don't truly love them i've just been like in amongst it so much but i'm so happy to have two books left and the sanderson uh this most recent one with sanderson did not sniff around as much as the last few from jordan did it's so a little like, bit more directed on the plot let's yeah get he's aiming he's aiming for an ending it feels like again it's not like <laughs> boys and girls are different isn't that crazy it's like okay okay man <laughs> do you feel do you feel um what, what is what are your emotions about reaching getting nearing the end does it feel like like satisfaction or relief or sadness or there there's certainly a relief Mm-hmm. There's certainly a relief because I'm looking forward to reading and listening to so much other shit. <laughs> like, like I'm behind that's, on podcasts. Honestly, I'm behind on music. <laughs> that's that's partly why I don't. I I I try to avoid long fantasy sagas and long sci-fi sagas. I love a, a single issue. Like, hey, here's the book because it will take over my whole reading experience. It's like, oh, I got to read the next book in the whatever cycle or the whatever saga. And it's like, I'm not reading anything else. It's just the same thing. And like it, it because it takes over my my life so much, it's like, if there's a good, at most a trilogy, I'll do a trilogy. And if it gets longer than that, I'm like, I don't know. Man. I know I, a lot of people who won't start a book series that isn't already done. Yeah. Like, that's like a good rule. Like, I don't care if it's eight books. I don't want to hear. And the ninth is due to come. Like, no, it's eight and done. Okay, I will maybe read all eight books. But I don't (laughs) want to hear. It's like, it's eight so far. And you're like, nope, nope, no, no. I'm not getting caught up in that shit. I've learned my lesson. (laughs) George R.R. Martin has taught me thusly. It's also an update from the last time we talked. uh, Because I think, I think, I think this was true last time we talked too. But uh, my wife just finished um, editing the new the new Drizzt book. Well, because uh, R.A. Salvatore is putting out like he's still one talking, a about, <laughs> talking about putting them out. Yeah, <laughs> dude. No end to it. <laughs> those are like my version of pulp novels, I think, because I yeah. like read those. Uh, it's high writing. It's not like do- do- dopey writing, but it is like YA ish, mm-hmm. and it's like you get that and you cruise through it. And I know those characters. I mean, I'm on book. 13 of the wheel of time but i have read and or listened to over 30 drizzit books like and <laughs> all of them written by r.a salvatore it's just like trilogy after trilogy, just firing out trilogies to the point where in one of the most recent trilogies i read they like reset everyone's age and they were all reborn so that like the humans could be like Wolfgar like could be a comics as continuity yeah, you know and yeah, they're like they this is getting to- too complicated we got to press the big reset button for a little everyone while everyone got like too powerful like they were like shit we have to like get rid of we have to like nerf all of drizzit's items asap or <laughs> Else, like he's just like racking up. He's like, and now the uh, uh, the bow and arrow you remember from book six, where he killed everybody with it. Now he still has it, and he's got to figure out a way to make the action hard. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. Uh, all right. Yeah. Thank thank God I was able to squeeze that tangent in and, and abuse you <laughs> of your time even more, Trav. <laughs> no, I, th- I I think I said this last. My favorite thing in the world is shooting the shit. I and, know and you're I, a big and fan. It, incredible that that you've turned it into a job, uh, <laughs> dude. But, I swear to God. I swear to God. I love doing um actually, but the highlight of doing um actually for me is the moments before and the moments in between and the moments after where it's yeah. like. Oh, Trap's not a guy I get to talk to all too often. Oh, and Murph's here. Another, and I, you know, I'm so like college humor adjacent that I know enough people that it feels like it's fun to go to the studio, even if you have to get a COVID test, because then you get to see all the fucking gang is there and shit. Totally, yeah. yeah. Like I would, uh, like I, I make it a point to spend at least like a little bit of time chatting with all the contestants before the, the game. One, because it just like it makes things like go a little smoother when you're actually like, on the couch. Like everyone's a little bit more comfortable. But it is that sort of thing. Like, hey, we get to see everyone again. Let's talk about yeah. something. Just makes the entire, what yeah. elf is the right kind of elf, you know? <laughs> How's your life? Um, yeah. <laughs> Man, I wish I did the elf episode. No, I'm just <laughs> Next time. Next time. Nah, th- uh, thanks again, Trap. Uh, yeah, check him out at chuffa.substack.com. Link in the bio, all that shit. Bye, shitheads. I am mighty. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room <laughs> Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.